you are watching pretty much exclusively episode 90 of the Unnecessary Nonsense podcast. It's kind of a slow sports week, even though we had MLB opening day. We'll talk about that. But honestly, most likely, we'll probably just talk about random shit that we made up. That and more on this episode of the Unnecessary Nonsense podcast. If that doesn't inspire you, I don't know what will. I'm Carlos. That's Dave. Yeah, I, I feel inspired. Hey, listen, you got to work with what you got. It's one of those things where like stuff's happening. Obviously, there are games going on. The NHL's still obviously going. I do have a little bit of a random NHL topic, but as we were talking about the the, the format for today's episode, now that we've gotten past the divisions that I barely paid attention to, um, <laughs> the reality was that we ran into like this this block where it's like, okay, there are games. But is there anything in particular that you want to talk about from the game? And the answer is like, no, not really. You know, stuff's happening. I, I do appreciate Miguel Cabrera being the first home run of 2021 in the snow. And yeah, you got it. the, the in was, the snow part is the key part to that. That was kind of interesting. Oh, and uh, Cody Bellinger not getting a home run because they screwed up base running. That was well. I mean, it wasn't that wasn't Bellinger's fault. That was Turner's fault. I, I agree. I agree. But, but I'm just uh, saying, like Cody yeah, Bellinger's was, like, dude, I'm trying. I'm trying to get back on track after last year not being great, and you take away my first home run. Which was a, that was? Uh, did you watch much of that game? I, I barely watched any of it. I really watched the highlights because that was a really like that was a really sloppy game. The Dodgers were extremely sloppy in that game, and obviously they lost. Kershaw was not sharp. Uh, you know, they did better. This is this is what I enjoyed though. Uh, if you watch, did you, I probably not, but last night they played obviously again and it was Bauer's first outing for the Dodgers. Right. Okay. And so he had a no hitter through six and he comes off the mound at the end of the bottom of the six and he's strutting. He's strutting like he was, you know, you know how Vince McMahon has that entrance where he's like, well, actually, well, actually the, the move with the arms is actually, I believe he's ripping off Conor McGregor. Okay, because but I think Conor McGregor was Conor would do McGregor that. ripping off Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon. What he does, it's the it's the legs. It's how he uses his legs. The arms. He's kind of just like he's actually he's not flailing his arms. That the flailing his arms is a Conor McGregor thing. The 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 you know basically strutting to the ring with your with your, basically your shoulder blades as wide as you can make them. That's the Vince McMahon thing. But it's also okay. the fact that he walks like his leg, like his knees don't bend, and that's basically what he does. So I feel we should like watch like a side by side by side comparison of these things. Could be, but uh, yeah. So he struts off like that, and okay. And I'm thinking to myself, like, buddy, like that guy. Obviously, if Trevor Bauer pitches well for the Dodgers, I will be happy, right? I can't. I will not deny that. I will be happy. But at the same time, he kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. Well, Trevor All Bauer right? is kind of a douchebag. Yeah, that's kind of a shtick, right? Yeah. And. And then so he he struts off whatever and the Dodgers are up big at the point at that point anyway. He comes back for the top of the seventh immediately gives up four runs like the I think the first batter broke up the no hitter, which is when I went to bed because I was all right well they're not the no hitter's done I'm 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 going to bed, and, and then he just <laughs> gave up four runs. It's like I was like ah. Even though and the, you know the Dodgers still won so I'm happy mm-hmm. but that was cathartic for me Carlos that was cathartic for me. Well, it's one of those things, though. You, you in 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 baseball terms, you do tempt fate a little bit. Like you, you can get away with it to a certain point, but um, the thing is, up until like people, t- uh, the, there's some folks who are making the who will make the argument about analytics and stuff like. The thing is, up until recently, Trevor Bauer has never been that good. It's true, he's, he's okay. Like, but he obviously had a phenomenal season. In yeah, like career wise, yeah. he is not a guy you want to give forty million dollars to a year. Yeah. He, right. had himself a, and, he had himself a great year, but and he had what did he was his ERA like one point two nine or something like that? Yeah, there's no way it's that low this year, in a full one sixty two. I mean, obviously he's only going to pitch probably like thirty games ish, thirty five maybe, mm-hmm. depending. But there's no way he's pitching to a one point two nine ERA or whatever it was last year. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, hey, they win. I'm happy with that. Uh, you know, we'll see. It's weird. It's kind. It's it's weird. I don't know what's weirder, not having fans at all and having the cardboard cutouts, or having half full stadiums. I I, I, I com I comment on it, but I literally don't pay attention to who's in the stands. I genuinely don't care. Well, it's just it's it's. I mean, it's not like something I'm like I'm not going to watch the game, or it, it mm-hmm. drastically affects my viewing of the game. <laughs> But it, you know, when somebody's hitting a ball like a home run or a, uh, you know, where they have to pan the crowd because of where the balls hit, mm-hmm. it's like it's just it feels still kind of weird. 
right? I think it's just one of those reminders that things are still very much not back to normal, despite what a lot of people would like you to believe otherwise. What would make me so happy is if they would like lean into it with such obvious like sloppiness. You hit it into the stands and instead of like superimposing like uh, cardboard cutouts or instead of superimposing like, you know, CGI fans or something, I would love for them to like literally just paste a picture of like what it looks like in in like a previous season but like literally just paste it on and it's clearly a picture from like a different game <laughs> maybe it's like a night game and you're doing it at a day game but you like paste fans in i would be okay game. with that that'd be kind of fun that'd be kind of fun uh, yeah. that's what i do it would be funny and then the jays you know did a thing they did they yep. beat garrett cole although kind of sort of because he got a no decision yep. but i'll take that the jays actually and today they look decent well, I think but again, the, it's the two games. What we talked about, what we talked about, was that we felt like the offense would be all right, but it's also early. You know, it's beginning of the season. You're you're going to need to see something. It's there are so many moving parts that we need to see something from. It's like, no, show me, show me. Like, yeah, um, exactly. I, I need I need some convincing. It's going to take you a little while to to sell me on this, but let, let, I'll reserve judgment. I I will I will wait. I will wait. How disappointed are you that we yeah, – granted, again, only two games in uh, that we have not seen Juan Soto yet because of COVID. Well, as far as not I'm concerned – Not his COVID, but far, a COVID as, upbringing. As far as I'm concerned, the season's invalid. Like nothing has happened so far. Like there, yeah. there are no – all the statistics are invalid until the moment that Juan Soto steps into the batter box. I refuse to acknowledge anything okay. that – this is fair. This I feel like – I'm not sure like how many other people will get on board with that, but I will get on board with that, Carlos, for you. <sighs> we need – the people need Juan Soto, uh, Dave. The people need Juan Soto. And by the people, I mean me. That's and by I, you, you mean your wallet. Well, yes. Yes. The wallet and I are very much tied. We, we're in alignment. <laughs> we are in alignment. We're, we're together on this, Dave. My wallet and I, same page. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Same page. I'm glad anyway, to hear it. What else is going on? Anything else? Uh, not, not a whole ton. Uh, you know, this it's just kind of like one of those... Things I think this week was a lot of uncertainty and a lot of unnecessary stress and anxiety from a lot of corners mm-hmm. um, for a variety of reasons, some of which I'll get into briefly and some of which I won't. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those like, you know, the rumor mill, anytime it looks like the government's going to make an announcement or they come out saying we'll make an announcement later. You know, we're going to make an announcement today about an announcement, which is like the dumbest thing ever. Just come out and say when you know what you're going to do, come out and say it. Otherwise, just shut up. That's my opinion on that. But there, there was a lot of stuff flying around at work about, oh, you know, there's going to be another lockdown and are they going to shut down schools and this and that. And, and I actually I, I put out a thing on Facebook because it was, you know, if, if you type in one of those like a search term and it's something that's in the news, it'll give you, you know, a few if you do it in Google, it'll give you like a, a few articles that are there. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was it was it was three articles all from the same day. All right, a variety of different sources. Mm-hmm. And the first one was, you know, uh, Lecce, this Minister of Education, Lecce says, you know, April break will go ahead, schools aren't shutting down. Okay, so that was the first one. The middle one was like, if schools are going to shut down, Ford will let you know on Thursday, right? Uh, and the third one was like, Lecce still unsure whether schools are shut. And it's like, they're contradicting each other. And the timestamps are like, <laughs> it's like two hours apart. And it's like, can you just figure out what you're doing and then, you know, then we'll judge you on it based on what we think about what you do, but can you, you know, get something in order. And then of course, you know, the announcement came down on Thursday and it's really like, well, especially for a place like Toronto, Peel, Hamilton, you know, mm-hmm. nothing changed. It's exactly the same as it was other than patios are now closed for restaurants. Yeah. That's and, the only uh, thing that changed. Yeah. And a lot of folks really weren't going to patios. And to be honest, the weather like uh, was a bit chilly this week, so it's not like <laughs> it's not like you're gonna run out to you know no, unless you're unless you're Dave unless you're Dave like no it's cooler I wanted to be in a patio right now facts but no it's too, no see I hate spring cool it's it's like give me winter and I'll be on a patio give me summer and I'll be on a patio give me fall and I'll be on a patio but spring no I don't want to be on a patio in spring because I it's just the chill in the air in spring I don't like I don't know it's weird I know I'm weird I don't care. On the strength of this conversation, um, if it'll help you, I- I'm committing to at the first opportunity that I'm allowed, regardless of whether it's winter, summer, or whatever, I will, um, I will allow you to, I will assist you in feeling this wintry moment by throwing a a snowball at your face, but it will have ice in it because reasons. 
yeah, I'm I'm okay with you not doing that, Carlos. Just I, I want you to feel the winter. I, I need you to. I need. This, I want to do this for you. That's okay. I will feel the winter when it's winter. <laughs> what the snow? The snow ice ball to the face isn't good enough for you. No, not not if it's not winter. If it's winter, then uh, you know it's winter. I can accept this. Uh huh. But anyway. but yeah, so it's like that part, and then people are like freaking out about work, and then it kind of you know it's you know what I mean like obviously sometimes. It's kind of you like to stay above the fray, if you will, and sometimes it's easy to do so, and sometimes it's not. And I felt this week was kind of a it's not so easy to do so week. Mm. Uh, but otherwise, you know, it's kind of same old, same old. Uh, playing, still playing Battlefront Two. Mm. Uh, you know, um, actually, so, I, have a, I have a video game update for you as well. Actually, nice. because, because like I said, for I, I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with everybody. We'll talk about we'll talk about opening day in that a little bit, but I really am going to take advantage of this opening day. Wait, we didn't talk already talk about opening day. That was that already was no, no. I, I'm sure I'm sure I've got one or two more things I can throw in there, but it'll be like literally scattered towards later. Okay. Um, it'll be an extended period of us just chatting about stuff. Um, but I do have a video game related thing. I haven't done anything in terms of it, but I found some, out something that was very interesting. All right, let's hear it. Okay. No, so, tell me, tell me. This is good. So right now, the Xbox Ultimate thing I mentioned to you. Mm-hmm. So there was a package where you could do it. I am out now. Ninety nine point nine percent sure that I'm going to hit the pull the trigger on this because it turns out that they've added to the roster of Xbox Ultimate MLB The Show Twenty One. Nice. And I was like, wait. So for the for the forty dollars a month, that is for two years basically. You're committing to two years. You get the system. You get two years of Xbox Ultimate included. Which includes like a hundred games, and it already has it, and now it's going to have a movie of the show on it by before the end of April. I'm like, what? I have everything I wanted. I don't even need to buy a game. So it's going to happen, is what you're saying? I, I listen. You, you gave me a movie of the show. That's 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 all I really wanted here. It's like just give me the it'll be the show. Plus, it's a 4K player, so that's sweet. Nice. So it's like, hey, MLB the show's a good game. Like it really is a good game. Yeah, so it's one of those things. I, I can. I'm not going to spend too much time on. I'll be honest, but I'll, I can screw around with it a little bit and have some fun. So it's like, pff, why not? I can definitely. Uh, I can definitely find some entertainment for it. So that's the video game piece of it. Um, anything else you want to add in? Otherwise, I don't think so. I'm trying to think if there's anything like worthwhile. It's like, no, not really. It's kind of just like a whole hum sort of existence, if you will. Yeah, I think this week was um, this week was interesting because obviously it was a short week. It was the holiday. Did you get Did you get a computer to actually you know functionally participate in work this week? Yeah. So 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 now so now I'll start filling in some of those blanks. So yes, I did. Um, I got it on Monday, and then I've been able to kind of be logged on. As a, I'm starting to get a little bit of a better feel for the for the environment and where it is, and I've started to see some opportunities to kind of fulfill a niche that kind of plays under my strengths. So that'll be something that I can possibly take advantage of at the beginning, which would be good. Uh, the other thing as well is that um, because it was a shorter week, I could map everything out kind of the way that I wanted to to make sure that I had the ability to set everything up. And, I've, and on Thursday, we got like a half day basically. So you can mm-hmm. kind of take off early in the afternoon and it let me run some errands and do a lot of stuff, which is good. Um, the real interesting part was that I then realizing that was done and then I got two stories related to it. The first one was that I started making plans, trying to set up my situation a little bit better for working from home. Because obviously for the foreseeable future, I'm going to be working from home as a lot of us are. So um, so that's fine. But then I said, okay, if that's the case, then let me make this as comfortable as possible to make this a little bit better. Well, one of the first things I did was obviously, you know, anybody who's seen this knows that I moved the desk over. And obviously you're getting a different angle back here. Mm-hmm. That was one part of a couple of things that I had in mind. Well, another thing that I added that you can't see, but I assure you it's here, is that normally I have my keyboard right about here. Okay. And what I did is there on Amazon, you can get a, um, you know, those uh, trays that hold like keyboards and mouse and mm-hmm. mouse and stuff like that, peripherals. Well, what happened is you can get a tray that it basically uh, is attached using clamps. So you don't have to screw it into the desk. So I was like, okay, great. That would be perfect. So I went and bought one of those on Amazon and I got it this week and installed it here. So right now I've got the keyboard in a slightly better position, but that also opens up the desk. Well, that means that I can put the laptop up here and then have my wireless keyboard here with my wireless mouse here and be able to kind of operate. So that's first. So like I'm trying to fix some stuff in the office. So that was first. Second thing is... I bought a riser for the monitor to bring the monitor up because I've got the two screens set up here. But even if I go to my laptop, I want to be able to have it a little bit elevated so I can do my thing. Great. Mm-hmm. So that's the second thing. Third thing, I went to Best Buy and bought a new monitor. So I have a 27-inch iMac is what I'm using right now to talk to you and look at. 
But now I have a 27-inch LG to go along with. So I have two 27-inch monitors. Now, on the weekends, that means my multi-screen life just got upgraded. I can do double quad screen, Dave. Double quad screen! I like it. How often do you spend like actually watching the physical TV in the other room? Or is everything is your basically other than sleep is your and eating is your existence in the office? There's another room now? I see. It th- I hear the rumors. I hear rumors there's another room. No, I haven't really bothered, I'll be honest. Um, no, uh, I, I spend most of my time in the office because it's just one of those things. If I'm going to multitask, like it's way easier for me to be right here and I can have something on the other The fact that it's now a 27-inch screen is absolutely fabulous because it's, because it allows me to blow things up. Now, this one also has two HDMI ports so I can switch between them so I can have the iMac thing going on and I can still be using it or whatever. And then if I, But if I'm working, I can shut this off and without having to take the cable out and put it back in, I can have a cable already here, just plug it into the laptop and we go. Yeah. So it's like I can have two HDMIs going at the same time. So that's an option. Or if I decided to really have some fun, I could always put the I could always get the Xbox, put it here and connect it to this. I'm just saying I got options. Is all I'm trying to get at here. I got some options. It it's key, man. You got yeah. options are key. Yeah. So it's like so that's kind of office stuff to make this a little bit easier. And I have this thing which is a little iPad stand. So technically when I do uh, my other live streams and podcasts, I can actually have my iPad sitting right here and have notes and stuff and people don't see it it's off screen i'm three screens dave three screens you are the king carlos i really am it it really is but i do enjoy that this is this setup is starting to work it's starting to come together for me a little bit which is kind of one of the things i wanted to do so now now that you've got the setup working the way you want are you still thinking you're gonna get the new desk or we we good with the the existing desk i think for the moment uh with this with these additional components i think this desk is workable for now in the long run, I would still love to have a like a riser desk and stuff like that. It'd be really cool to have, but those things are expensive. Like a good one is in the hundreds of dollars. Well, the riser was like twenty, thirty bucks. The new monitor was a little bit more expensive, but this is like this was like two hundred bucks. So it isn't like heinous. And then this thing, the uh, was like fifty bucks for the uh, for the for the keyboard tray. So overall, I was immediately able to upgrade my setup for not a crazy amount, and it's basically an investment in something I'm going to use for work anyway. Yeah. So it's like, and you can for- slightly write it off on your taxes. That's what I'm trying to say. So it's like, to me, this seemed like a worthwhile investment. This seemed like the right time to do it because now that I have my laptop, I'm like, okay, then let me make my life easier so I can be working here. Yeah. And I don't have to compromise and do anything crazy. I can do all my stuff from here and we're good to go. So that's first thing. Now, second thing, semi-work related, but not completely. So what happened is um, this week was my first payday with the mm-hmm. new job. Now, I had gone in and created a bank account with, uh, with the, the company, yep. um, and I hadn't had one before, so I did it online, all fine, and then I got the information, and I, and I punched it into the HR system to be like, so they could pay me. Right. Uh, so I was like, okay, cool. I was like, I was pretty sure I was going to get a full paycheck, but I wasn't 100% sure, but I'm like, oh, hopefully everything's good. So on Thursday, I got paid. Very good. Now, here's the thing. For whatever reason, it didn't take the confirmation the first time. So on Thursday, I received a check. And I was like, what? I just looked at it. And I got an envelope from the HR. And it's like, an envelope from the HR. I opened it up. And immediately I see like the, the, the serial number on the back. And I'm like, this is not a check. And I look, oh, it's a check. <laughs> okay. I, I, I literally, t- I, I told Carlos Cena and I was like, I was laughing. I was like, it's like, now I must resolve. I must figure out what to do with this archaic relic. What do you do with this pay check? Now here's the thing. The reason why the reason why I had fun with it and I was saying that like I, I it created a bit of an interesting situation for me was that okay, so this is a three pay month, which is awesome. That's always a great bonus. Absolutely. And I think I think I've resolved the issue so that for the next couple they should do a direct deposit like normal. I think I've got it fixed because I went back in, double checked everything again, made sure that I absolutely submitted it, got a confirmation on the screen. I think we're okay. So we, we shouldn't be getting a paper check this ne- next time around. We'll see in a couple of weeks. But um, for this one, I was like, okay, well, I, there's a couple of bills I want to pay and stuff. And I have the app and I can take a picture and everything. But I go to, ch- you know, before I do that, I go to double check. And yes, they have a pretty generous uh, limit on, on, clear, on clearance on checks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because you know that a lot of banks will have, yeah, we'll clear X amount on your check up to yeah. a certain number. 
Um, the limit they have is $100,000. Oh, wow. Which is well more than enough. Here's the kicker, though. Since I only just opened the account and I haven't been turned into an employee account yet, um, it actually does a 100% hold for one week. And I'm like, okay, that ain't going to work. That ain't going to fly, my friends. So uh, on Thursday afternoon, I sit there and I go pick up the phone and I'm like, okay. So at this point, I go, I might as well take care of all the business. Yep. So I give, I give the branch a call. And I go, okay, guys, here's the deal. Um, I don't have to have to make an appointment. I got to come in and take care of something here. I have a check that I need to make sure it clears and you know don't have any hold issues. First of all, what time are you open to? Normal time. Great. Awesome. Second question. Um, what do you need from me? Because it's a new account and I don't have a debit card yet. I haven't even received a debit card. And I said, and they said, but you can take a screen. They basically will create a PDF that has the number on it. And they say, well, do you have like a photocopy of like the number on it? It's like, yes, I do. I have that. Great. So bring that an ID. Perfect. I can take care of that. So I, I jet over and it's just down the street. It's, yeah. I actually forget that the branch is there. It's been there for years. I just never paid attention to it. Now, obviously, I have reason to pay attention to it. So obviously, we're in COVID times. So what happens is I go in and I come at a good time. It's not, I don't wait until like the end of the day because they close uh -huh. at five o'clock. I'm not, I'm like at two o'clock. I'm there. Um, there's a couple of people being served, but of course it's the bank and it's the 21st century. The only people that go to the bank are old people and you. That's pretty much it. I don't and, actually go to the bank. So it's, really oh my God, people. not even you. Oh, not even me, man. Oh, and this is the radio guy and the newspaper guy. Don't worry, your time will no, come. No, it's true. He's like, your time will come. So anyway, the uh, the median age of the bank customer that attends the physical bank is like 114. So I'm there, and I'm like, okay, I fine, I'll deal with this. So it's not too bad. I'm the first person at the door because it's like you've got the door, and then you've mm -hmm. got the ATM machines, and then you've got the security door for the actual branch, but they've got it mostly closed because they're like, look, this is the, how many people will allow in at a time. When somebody comes out, you can come back in, blah, blah, blah. That's yeah. how they do it. Fine. So I'm standing there. But it's but it's a bank. So like you've got the these old ladies and these old guys and they're like moving papers around slowly and the teller is like very patiently waiting and I'm just sitting there like and I'm quickly aging as I just stand there waiting so for this. So basically what you're saying is by the time you exit the bank you look like Roberto? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but unfortunately my regenerative powers are mighty. But anyway, the thing is that so finally I get in and I'm like, fine, whatever. And it turns out that the, and I, and I'm able to sit down and I wasn't able to get to the teller because, uh, there was a guy sitting there just, he actually sat down. So everybody thought he wasn't. So even the tellers didn't think he was in line. So, but then I start walking over and they're like, Oh, wait, wait, I'm in line. And I'm like, why didn't you, why weren't you standing there then? Never mind, Fine, whatever. So I go to sit down where he was. And then the guy there goes, well, you know, I can, I can try to help you. What are you trying to do? And I, it was a guy I had spoken to on the phone from the branch. Okay. So I go, great, fine. So I give him all my stuff and whatever. And I go, can you try to switch to an employee account? And they go, well, it's the first of the month, so I can't switch it for you yet, but I'll make a note on it. So on Monday, I'll switch it for you. I go, that's fine, great. Now, I just need to, I need to cash this check so that there's no hold. Da -da 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 -da. Yep, okay, we got it, cool. And they said, well, do you need a debit card? And I go, yeah. If you got one, give, give me that. So cancel the old one, put in a new one, do all that. But all the stuff you got to do just because um, just because I got a paycheck instead of, instead of an electronic transfer. Because I, once it's done, I have my debit card and everything. We're fine. And then I'm able to go and pay some bills and do, do the regular stuff. All that mm -hmm. boring adult stuff. Yep. But it, it starts with this archaic ritual of me having to stand here and have to do all this nonsense where otherwise I could have just taken a picture of the damn check and moved on with my life. Yeah. You take it for granted how much stuff has been removed out of the equation. The branch really doesn't have a reason to exist except for basically this one thing. And for old people. That's true. So there you go. There was my there was my Thursday ordeal trying to get done a simple thing because I received a piece of mail that contained an archaic artifact. Love it. Love yes, it, Carlos. Indeed. Indeed. So those were adventures with Carlos on Thursday. Um, nice. Now, one of the things we talked about offhand, so let me kind of transition over to um, the sports car realm a little bit because we right. were talking about a couple of things. And um, I'm monitoring some stuff. Speaking of my, my homie Juan Soto, uh, I'm actually monitoring a big auction. I think I showed it to you. I don't know if it was last week or the week before. I'm monitoring an auction that uh, for a really high-end Soto card. Uh, it's up to $55,000. I want to see if it goes up. Yeah, but it's, it's actually supposed to end today. So it's going to be interesting to see if it has more movement on it. Uh, it's got about an hour and a half on it. So as we okay. speak, it's got about an hour and a half. So I'm right. monitoring it in a tab here. So I'm just curious. Uh, I would love to see it go so, some crazy record because it would certainly help some of the other cards. But 
one of the things I was having some fun with is going down the nostalgic path, going down the old days, because I'm a big fan of the 90s cards. And I was showing Dave a couple of different 90s cards um, that have some great inserts and some parallels and things like that. And it was fun going back down the rabbit hole of enjoying picking up cards, still relatively inexpensive cards, of some of my favorite 1990s baseball sluggers. Because yeah. I love me the home run hitters. Vladimir Guerrero uh-huh. Jr., Frank Thomas, Ken Griffey Jr., if you can get your hands on it. Albert Bell is a good one as well. Yeah, for sure. So there's a lot of them. Uh, but the point that I was explaining to Dave is that today, they're still kind of cheap, a lot of them. Especially even the ones who have Hall of Fame careers or are in the Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. Um, in comparison to something like a basketball. And I gave Dave a comparison to like a Michael Jordan, which obviously is a very high-end example. But I showed him an example of a Michael Jordan uh, version of the same thing that's thousands of dollars. And it's, it's gone to absolute craziness. And you can get somebody like a Vladimir Guerrero Jr. for like 15 or 20 bucks, which is, which is hilarious if you really think about it. Um, but it makes it kind of interesting. Testament to how the market is. Now, I can tell you that today there was a piece of news in the hobby. There was, another, there was a news of another big record sale in the realm of football. Ooh. Everybody's favorite quarterback, your favorite quarterback and mine, Ugh. the faux goat, the faux goat has set a new record. For football cards, mm-hmm. his rookie card, his one of a copy of his rookie card, sold for two point two million. It's a real waste of two point two million dollars. Yeah, it's a, it's like two point three million high. So Carlos is like, I know what I said. I can math just fine. I agree. I would agree with you, and I don't know as much, nearly anything close to what you know about sports cards. Yeah, that, but it's it's it's. It's to the realm of madness. It genuinely is. And I and I gave Dave an example of uh, one of my vintage cards, one of my pride vintage cards that I picked up years ago that I, I bought what, for what was the going rate back then. And I'll, and I'll give you guys the context of it. It's a 1952 Bowman Mickey Mantle. It's not the 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle, which is the infamous iconic card that a lot of people know about, but it's the 52 Bowman that was the other brand available at the time. But it's still a 1952 Mantle, and it's still a great card and an iconic card in its own right. Not to the same tier, but it's certainly... It's a second-year Mickey Mantle, no matter how you slice it. It's, it's, it's a great card. Mm-hmm. But even in a really low-end condition, which it is, um, I paid four or $500 for it maybe about seven or eight years ago. It's been, it's been a long time. And nowadays, it's pushing uh, you know, $2,000, which is very impressive. And then in the same vein, the 53 Tops Mantle, which is the, the sequel to the 52 Tops, um, that one is pushing you know, almost $3,000. Yeah. So, so it's like that is the era we're in. That, that's where we're at is, uh, you know, two million dollar Brady's and two and three thousand dollar mantles. But on the low end of the scale, if you go to the high end of the scale, it's almost sky's the limit, depending on, uh, you know, the player and the card in question. Yeah. But it's been interesting to watch as a market observer. It's interesting. And in my YouTube channel that I do separate where I do my sports card stuff, you know, the the Instagram thing here leads to all that. So if you check that, you'll see it. Um, I don't advertise it here, but it's always been there. Um, but the thing is that it's gotten to the point that I'll do live streams where I'll have 30, 40 or 50 people watching at a time. Um, and we're sitting there for hours discussing the pieces of the market. So I kind of enjoy moonlighting as a market analyst. It's kind of my little, my little side hobby thing inside. Yeah, the hobby. for sure. And the fun part about it for me is that, well, it doesn't cost me anything to be an analyst. I can, I can do the research. I can pay attention to the trends mm-hmm. and going into it. But then I also bring in different hobbyists to talk about them and possibly make fun of some of them. Of course. You know, I, I've been known to do that once or twice. Just just occasionally. Yeah. But I will say, one of my favorite things, and it's uh, it still happened. It hasn't quite the, the, the surge. So let me transition now a little bit into kind of your realm a little bit. Still in the sports car realm. All right. We're going to touch a little bit into your area. So I'm okay. transitioning beautifully today. But um, our good buddy Mbappe is still, is still got oh, his, still, He's still got his fans. The people still loving the Mbappe, Dave. Good old Mbappe. Who doesn't love a little Mbappe? Well, apparently you don't because, because, because it's like did you, just out of curiosity, before the whole Mbappe thing became a hilarious, hilarious gag on this show, did you did you know anything about Mbappe? Had you heard of yeah. him before? Yeah, I had. Okay. Did what did you think he was good? Yeah, he was I mean, he's a, a very much a, a like an up and coming potential superstar. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because it's right? still, he's obviously he's a, he's also a World Cup winner with France. Okay. You know, and I, I followed his like his uh, like transfer from when he was with uh, what's the word Monaco, and then he went to be ended up going to PSG and the teams that won. Yeah, so you know, 
I, f- I pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. I just don't pay attention to the card side of it. Which is funny because, you know, you're not a huge card guy, but from time to time you do dab a little bit here and there. And it would just seem logical that, you know, uh, football would play. Yeah, I know. It's just that I don't I don't think about soccer cards, I guess, in the same way I think about, you know, baseball. Like when I think of the obviously there's cards for every sport. Yes. When I think about it, I really think baseball and hockey. That's what I really think when I think about sports cards, even though obviously that we have talked about football and basketball and soccer on this program on numerous occasions. Mm-hmm. So no, I agree. So I'll give everybody uh, for, for who may be curious, I'll give them the, the current update. Like I said, we're not at peak Mbappe anymore, but we're still, uh, we're still at a fairly, fairly strong world of Mbappe. You know, it's a uh, Mbappe's world. You just live in it. <laughs> but, um, so here we go. So we got a uh, Killian Mbappe. So this is the silver, the silver prism yeah. variant of the card. Um, it's at a solid, robust $9,400 in a PSA 10. Just still solid. lovely. Solid. Real solid. Very good. Very good. Um, it peaked out maybe, uh, maybe uh, you know, earlier in the month, maybe about 12000 So okay. it's still hanging in there. It's kind of moving up and down. But anyway, it's, it's, it's right in that 10000 range. Like it's hovering right around there, hanging out. Um, so I would, I would certainly say Mbappe's still looking pretty strong. I would think so too. He's holding pretty strong. But uh, it's kind of interesting. Like, again, we don't even... Right now, there's so many million-dollar cards and crazy multi-hundred-thousand-dollar cards and things that you don't even think of. But some of these ones are still kind of hanging in there and just kind of doing their thing. My favorite right now is that one of the cards that was really hot out of um, – and right now, I'm going to do a lot of hobby news today because, like I said, for the regular sports world, there's not a lot in there. I will toss in a little hockey content, though, at the end just for fun. All right. Um, one of the things, though, that's kind of interesting is that one of the hot cards coming out of the Dallas card show they were having, because of course Dallas doesn't care. Uh, COVID doesn't exist in Dallas, Dave. I don't know if you know Apparently. this. They cured yes. it. They cured it. Uh, because in the ballpark, they were they they are having forty something something thousand people for the home opener. Yes. So I, I was. I, I, I don't know if you know that the the viruses are smaller in Texas. I don't know if you know that. But uh, anyway, so they have the Dallas Card Show, which they're right now they're doing every couple of months, which given the state of card shows in most of the rest of the country, um, has made it a mecca for people to pop in. Because, of course, it also helps that people fly in from other states to go to, ta- to, go to taxes. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's good. Um, the point is, though, that at that card show, one of the hottest cards was a basketball player. But could you guess who? Who would be the hot player right now in basketball at this Dallas card show where a lot of money was changing hands? There was a lot of big dollars. I would say um, Doncic. It's not a bad pick. Do you want to take a second shot at it? Um, is it is it a Maverick? Like is it a Dallas Maverick or is it somebody else? Nope, nope. Different different team, different player. Uh, Kawhi. Kevin Durant. Okay. Also makes sense. Yep, but the thing is though, like. Kevin Durant's been injured. Like, he's not really contributing to anything. But at the same time, uh, people are just kind of anticipating, given the state of the Brooklyn Nets and, like, they've built up this team. They've got a lot of components and pieces. People are just kind of assuming they're going to be in the hunt there for the finals. And they assume that eventually Kevin Durant will come back and contribute towards that. But um, that's where it's, that's what makes the whole thing interesting is that um, – Right now, it's purely on speculation. He's not even on the court. In fact, the only thing he's the only offense that Kevin Durant has done is uh, basically fighting Michael Rappaport. That's the only thing that's happened with Kevin Durant. His social media game is strong. Right, Correct. he's a social media MVP. Do you, know, do you also know that he's he's known like it's and he's admitted to using burner accounts to like talk himself up? Yeah, I know. Like his social media games. If, if there's like a social media sports goat, Kevin Durant might be it. It's possible. That, that that might be his strongest goat argument because it, it's possible. Yeah, but but it's it's very interesting. Um, it's very interesting just the way it plays out. Um, sure. Just the way it's worked in. But yeah, no, he turns out he's he's been the hottest player of it now. Obviously, uh, LeBron Space Jam Two is coming out, and then obviously yep. LeBron's doing his thing as well. Like basketball's still super hot. There's a lot to it, um, but it's been very interesting. Uh, like I said, in the market analyst perspective, there's a lot to it. But the other reason I bring up the Dallas show as well is the next piece of it. I can tell you that the Chicago Sports Spectacular, which is a Chicago card show uh, that happens uh, semi-regular. I think it's once or twice a year. Um, the most recent one that's going to be in June has been canceled because in Illinois, their COVID cases have been going up and they're concerned about doing it. Now, here's yeah. the interesting thing. 
the location where the Chicago Sports Spectacular takes place is the same location that's supposed to be host for this year's national. Okay. So they just canceled the show in June. The national is scheduled to be at the end of July. It's getting dangerously close. You're moving real close to that to that spot. So it's one of those things that's kind of something to monitor in the coming weeks and months. Because they had to cancel the June one because they because they saw the numbers were rising and they were concerned that they weren't going to be able to host it. But then yeah. what's the situation looking like by the end of July? It's hard to believe that it's suddenly going to magically improve and fix where the June one is already kind of out of uh, out of balance. No. I, I think sometimes the timing on, on these things that people are – the where people are hoping things are going to go is just not where they're going in the time frame. Yep. Now I don't think um, I don't think it's happened officially yet. I, I'm waiting on word about the expo being canceled um, because I think I think it's going to be another virtual. I don't think they're going to be able to do the physical one because you know the borders still closed. So that's you know American dealers and buyers are out. And uh, realistically, you know, I don't think too many people inside the country are going to hop on planes to go fly around and do much of that. Yeah. So exactly. that's uh, so that's realistically out. But the question then becomes, you know, what's it looking like for November? That's the next, you know, the next big one. Um, but at the same time, obviously in Ontario, our numbers aren't going down. So so it's one of those things where it's like, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. A lot, a lot has been put on. But that's why I say, like, it's a domino effect, right? All of these things kind of play together. The thing with the Dallas shows and everything, that's all well and good until they have a problem and then suddenly those things get shut off. Chicago's no good. That's going to affect the national possibly. We'll see in the next couple of months. And there's a lot going on. There's a lot of moving parts. So it's been yeah. very interesting. Uh, and now, the good news is uh, if you do a live stream that talks about sports card news and opinion and punditry, well, you got a lot to talk about. It helps. Yeah. Now, uh, shifting away from it, let me have a little bit of fun with this because I was doing some research into this piece, and I don't know if I'm going to find another venue to have the conversation. I was having some fun. One of my card, one of my uh, players that I collect is my good friend, our good friend Jamie Bet. All so right, he's my secondary collection after Medano. Now, here's the thing: I enjoy collecting Jamie Bet. In fact, I've got some cool Jamie Bet cards that are going to be coming in, so I still enjoy picking them up. But here's the fun part: I was having a little joy with this. Um, Jamie Ben, as you may or may not be aware, uh, was recipient of the Art Ross Trophy, give or take about five years ago now. Okay. Um, and at that time, Jamie Ben was in his late 20s. He was 26, 27, give or take, when he won the Art Ross. And mm-hmm. then the following season, he actually had more points than he did in the Art Ross season. But here's the interesting thing. The way his career has played out and the way it is. I started doing a little bit of research because I was curious. I was curious. But as I started to do some research, I was led to a very interesting question. Is Jamie Ben going to end up being the worst Art Ross Trophy winner ever? Hmm. And I have some context that I can offer that may shed some light on this, but I, I want to bring the question up because this is a very interesting thing. Now, when you say Art Ross Trophy, well, that means you're a scoring champion. Traditionally, you know, that's pretty good. Now, being the worst Art Ross Trophy, t- technically someone has to be the worst Art Ross Trophy well, ever by definition. Anything, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But the question is, like, I feel like it's I feel like it's by a lot. <laughs> it's, it's actually the, the gap between him and some of the other Art Ross Trophy winners is fascinating. Hmm. And I can give you a little context to it that'll help. Now, now offhand, could you think of any other one that you think might be uh, might be a no. candidate? No. Okay, so allow me to give you the R. Ross Trophy winners. But what I'm going to do is I'll go through the list quickly. The first group of them, I'll go through them quickly, because in my opinion, anybody who's won the R. Ross Trophy more than once is disqualified from this conversation. Okay. If you've done it more than once, logically, you're not a one-hit wonder. Like you know, you've probably a pretty good score. Yeah, but I'll go through the list of them quickly. Let me do the list of all the ones that have done multiples, and I don't think you'll disagree that these guys are pretty good. Okay. Mm-hmm. First, we got Wayne Gretzky. Of course, ten-time champ, ten-time Art Ross Trophy winner, Gordy Howe, Mary Lemieux, Phyllis Pizzito, Yarmer Yager, Stan Mikita, Bobby Hall, Gila Fleur, Sidney Crosby, Bernie Jeffrion, Evgeny Malkin, Connor McDavid, Dickie Moore, Bobby Orr, Martin St. Louis. Yeah, so far there's no one that that you've listed that I would say is worse. Pretty decent, pretty decent, like, like gr- solid Hall of Famers, great young upstart players, you know, and you know Gretzky is the all-time points guy. Like you're good, yeah. Like you're good. It's a, a pretty esteemed company in there. Yeah, you're, you're solid. These are all your multiple time or more um, Art Ross Trophy winners. Okay. Now we'll get to the one time Art Ross Trophy winners, and I'll and I'll read through them. So we start with John Beliveau, Jamie Ben. 
Mm-hmm. Roy Conacher, and I'll get to Roy Conacher in a minute, but I want you to percolate on that. I'll go okay. through the rest of the list, but Roy Conacher, I'll get to him in a second. So Roy Conacher, uh, Marcel Dion, mm-hmm. Dion Drysdale, uh, Peter Forsberg, Jerome McGinley, Patrick Kane, Nikita Kucherov, Elmer Locke, and I'll get to him again in a second, uh, Ted Lindsay, Alex Ovechkin, Daniel Sedin, Henrik Sedin, Joe Thorne, and Brian Trottier. Those are yeah. all your R.S. Trophy winners ever. So again, yeah, you know what? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you could make an argument. Uh, again, I really you know, can't. I'm really good at making arguments, Dave. I looked at some of these guys, even the ones that I hadn't. I, I'm not. I haven't been as familiar with Roy Conacher's work, but I can give you. That's why I say I'll give you context. So Roy Conacher was a player who played in the 1930s and 40s. Okay. Now, here's the thing. He uh, won the Art Ross Trophy winner in 1948-1949. Mm-hmm. Um, he is also a two-time Stanley Cup winner and in the Hall of Fame. So I think if you're in the Hall of Fame, you're disqualified from this list. It's really hard for me to include you in a list of bad that's anything fair. if you're in that's the Hall fair. of Fame. That's fair. I think that's fair. Now, Elmer Locke, here's another guy who's kind of a more obscure name. Um, he played again in the 1940s into the 50s. Now, here's the thing. He won the Art Ross Trophy in 1948, mm-hmm. 7, 1948. But the Art Ross Trophy was invented around that time. Right. It didn't exist more than a couple of years before that. So he was also actually the scoring champion in 44-45. So technically, if the Art Ross Trophy had existed, he would have been a multi-time Art Ross Trophy winner. Fair enough. He's also a three-time Stanley Cup champion and also in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Y- yeah. So you're, he's out. So I, I can't include him. Now, the only other guys that are kind of candidates are, you know, somebody like a Nikita Kucherov, but these are younger guys. Uh, Kucherov is 27, uh, but Kucherov has had 200-point seasons consecutively, an 85-point season before that, an 85-point season last year. No, sorry, an 85-point season two years ago because last year he was injured. Yeah. So I would argue, considering he also won the Hart Trophy, I'd argue he's probably fine. Yeah, I think that's a fair argument. So it's very hard for me to make an argument for any of these other guys, even the younger guys. Leon Drysdale is another guy. You go, okay, well, what about Leon Drysdale? Well, Leon Drysdale had consecutive 100-point seasons as well, and he also won the Hart Trophy in the year he won the Art Ross. Yeah. Yeah. Now that leads us to my good friend, Jamie Benn. Like I said, I like Jamie Benn. I collect Jamie Benn cards. Yes. But here's the problem. Since Jamie Benn won the Art Ross Trophy, the following season he had 89 points. And after that, for the next five years, Jamie Benn has 257 points in 336 games. Last year, in 30 games, Jamie Benn had 17 points. Jamie Benn is 31, Dave. He's not old enough to be this bad. (laughs) Jamie Benn would need, would need to have his next game that he plays. He would need to have approximately, if my math is correct, he would need to have 140 points in his next game to get to a point a game on his career. Yeah. I think this is fair. Jamie Benn might be the worst R.S. Trophy winner. Of all time. Yeah, I, I it's hard. I think it's kind of hard to argue that he isn't. Which just made me laugh. <laughs> I, th- I thought that was hilarious. I was like, dear God, what a fall. For-. But if you think about it, like, here's the crazy part. I was a little bit wrong on my math a little earlier. Um, when he won the R. Ross Trophy, he was 25. Mm. At 25, he won the freaking Art Ross Trophy. The next year, he actually had more points. And then for some reason, he never scored a point a game ever again. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, what happened to this guy? I don't know. It, it's such a weird thing because it's like, uh, like he, he's he's only six years younger than we are. Yeah, geez. Like, it's, I don't get it. What happened? I just thought it was a bizarre anomaly. I do have one more cool kind of piece of trivia for you, though. Please do. Re- directly related to this. So Please. today, by the way, this episode is just us having fun with... Random topics today. Today's the random topic episode. Um, okay, cool piece of trivia. Right. I was looking up the league leaders um, 
for all the various seasons. This is basically the scoring champions is what I was looking for. Okay. Um, because I wanted to see, because Jamie Benn, in the year he won the scoring title, he had 87 points. Right. Which was a little bit of a low kind of, you know, compared to like standard. Mm-hmm. So what I decided to do is I decided to look at the rest of the years going backwards. Um, the 2012-2013 season doesn't count because it was a short, it was a strike shortened year. So anything that's like a strike shortened year or a lockout shortened year, I can't count it because obviously shortened season. Yeah. So we're looking at full seasons. Now, I was able to find the last season where a player scored as few as 87 points in a non-lockout season. Okay. And actually won the scoring title. Do you want to know what year this occurred? And it was exactly 87 points. I'm going to guess it was like 1940-something. No, not that far back. Scoring scoring has not been like at the ridiculous prestigious levels for all time, but it's it, it was it was still a little higher than that. All right. 1967, 1968, and it was Stan Makita. Wow. Who had 87 points in 1967-1968. That is the last time a scoring champion had as few as 87 points. Jeez. So it was like this random anomaly season where it all came, for whatever reason, because it's league-wide. It wasn't yeah, like... Yeah, of course. He, Jamie Benn had to play this full season like everybody else. He didn't have some weird advantage, like, for whatever reason. It ha- and it happened. It was real. Huh. But Daniel's my favorite, but he never won the Art Ross Trophy. But that's because, generally speaking, to win the Art Ross Trophy for most of the history, especially the last year, even the last five years, you yeah. have to get 100 points. At least 100 points. I don't know. That's crazy. There's an anomaly for you. There's a little piece of weird trivia. That is a huge anomaly. Yeah, it's a weird piece of trivia, man. Speaking of weird things, you want to hear something else weird? What do you got? Currently, there is a no-hitter in the top of the seventh in the Minnesota-Milwaukee game, okay? For baseball. Uh, Both pitchers, starting pitchers, are pitching a no-hitter. Ooh, the double no-hitter. Are they trying to get the Harvey Haddock's record? So we have uh, we have two pitchers that have gone through six innings each. We're now uh, one out into the, the top of the seventh, and it is no hitter for both uh, Corbin Burns of Milwaukee mm-hmm. and if you just give me two seconds, Barrios. What I don't know what his first name is of the Twins. Well, they got a ways to go, Dave, because um, the reason I reference Harvey Haddocks. So since we like our trivia, why did I mention Harvey Haddocks? I don't know. But you're Harvey Haddox has a very interesting thing. The reason I knew that name off the top of my head is because it's a very he had a very weird anomaly. Harvey Haddox had a near perfect game in 1959. Right. Okay. He lost it. He basically pitched a perfect game for 12 innings. A perfect game for 12 innings, which is unbelievable. And he lost in the 13th inning. Okay, the one uh, Corbin Burns, and as we speak, the jinx, the announcer jinx has happened apparently uh, by me, yep. by Byron Buxton homered. So Corbin Burns no longer has a no-hitter. Or a shutout. No, it is now one to nothing for the Twins. Yeah. But that I you have a way, like, in the, in the great scheme of weird occurrences. That's, it's that's almost, pretty weird. It's almost impossible, like, to pitch a perfect game for 12 innings and not win the game. Literally lost a no hitter, the perfect game, and lost the game in the thirteenth inning. Like to, all those things to go together, right? Yeah, it's like, how unlucky are you? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and that, and the, and the, and at that point, Harvey Haddock has to like stare down his team and go, "You failed me. You all failed me." Totally. It's like I was perfect for twelve innings. That's brutal, man. Shame. That's shame. Brutal. Disgrace. Pure disgrace. But there you go. Yeah, Harvey Haddocks. And you found out Jamie Penn is the worst Harvey Trophy winner ever. So, so it may not be the most interesting episode of this podcast, but it may be the most informative. I'd argue outside of some random Tom Brady hate, it was interesting. That like You're like, wait, really? This is not so much an episode where you cackle. This is more an episode like, really? It's true. Wait, what? Huh? And it's like, how much for the Brady card? What? Faux goat? Trash. So, yes. Yes, indeed. True story. Anyway. All right. Uh, so, that was that. And then, um, what was I going to say? So, I included, well, the, the Jamie Benn thing was the hockey thing. Um, Any other sports? Cards, you got the sports cards? I think yep. we may have covered what we needed to cover. Yeah, and got in the Harvey Do you, do you have any, do you, because you, I've given you sort of my thoughts at the beginning of the episode. Hmm. Do you have any specific thoughts about opening day and MLB that you would like to add? 
Um, no, I think it was cool. Um, I think the I think the snow thing was cool for um, for Miguel Cabrera. I'm yes. I'm hoping I'm hoping that he has a, I'm hoping that he has a good season. I want to see him play well. I want to see him play well, um, especially since he's closing in the 500 home runs. Um, and, you know, basically cementing his Hall of Fame place. Like he was one of also the guys the fact that Detroit is somehow two and zero as well. Great. Like I said, I hope they're at least decent. They don't have to be good. Just like I don't I think like, they're going to be good, but no. it would be nice to for at least for Miguel Cabrera. Like he's a I don't know for me he is a likable player. Yeah, like the thing is, uh, the, I I he's one of those guys whose career I've enjoyed because I'm a very much a power hitter guy, but I love a power hitter who can hit for average. And Miguel Cabrera has multiple batting titles to his name, so yeah. like respect that. So I enjoy that aspect of his game. Um, for me. That is going to be one of the things I'm still waiting. I'm, I'm still waiting. Like I said, uh, I want to see the national. I want to. I want to sit down and watch the nationals play. I want to watch Juan Soto. I want to see him do his thing. Yeah. Um. So that should be fun. I'm going to try to get into watching a little Jays. I want to. I want to do some. You know, quad screen. Maybe. Maybe double quad screen. I mean, yeah. You know, why not? Dare, dare you, I do so? Do you have you have the streaming package for MLB? Of course. Yeah. So double quad screen is. is you could be doing it right now. I could. I could. But uh, that's going to be interesting. We'll see how that plays out, and then, um, yeah, I think I think really the the thing is, I, I will say this: this will be maybe the way the takeaway that I would give for opening day. I can't pretend that I'm as excited for opening day as I would be traditionally. I definitely watch a good chunk of the Jays game, uh, but for me, it's not the crowd thing. It's whatever. It's it's a major league baseball thing. They've like I said, they've taken a lot of the enjoyment out of it for me. The games are kind of a slog to get through, not because of the game, but because of the structure of the broadcast. The, bro- the structure of the broadcast doesn't work for me. It hasn't in years. Um, but I'll still find these moments and these games that I think will be interesting for me. That's why the crowd screen thing will be a real thing, because it's easier for me to just sit there and kind of – it feeds my multitasking need. Yeah. Because, because I can't sit there in a regular season game and give it the focus that I can do for like a playoff game. For a playoff game, I can lock in and really pay attention. Uh, for the other one, I need the extra. I need the extra. But the storylines mm-hmm. are what's going to keep me compelled. I want to see if Vladdy Jr. and the, those guys improve. I want to see if Soto can do his thing. That would be kind of fun. I want to see if Cabrera can have a good season. And I want to watch, and I want to see, above all else, I want to see what Nolan Arenado does in St. Louis. I'm curious. Yeah. I'm genuinely interested. And I already started cracking out some of the Jays jerseys, even in some of the live streams I was doing. I was starting to crack out some of the Ooh. Jays jerseys. So, yeah. Plus, we still have to resolve the greatest... The second, the second greatest mystery of our time. The first greatest mystery is why do hot dogs come in packages of 12 when the buns come in packages of 10? That's the first thing. Yep, that's fair. And marketing is the answer everybody gives, but I, I refuse to accept that. There, there was some I don't, kind I don't of. Know. I, I feel my answer, I mean, it's the same thing. I would say collusion. Yeah, like there's, there's a conspiracy here. We need to get to the bottom of this. That, that plagues, that has plagued the mind going back all the way to Aristotle. And it's like, wait, why? But they didn't have. Aristotle was concerned about this. He lost sleep. He didn't even know why he was concerned. He goes, I think that's the key right there is that him not knowing why he was losing sleep, but the fact that he actually was, he actually was, um, that is a fact. But the, but the second greatest mystery that I have is, um, is our friends at new era because I, because I was showing, uh, I was showing somebody on the live stream and I was laughing because you know, I'm a fan of the profit hats. Yes. I don't wear them here because I'm also, because I'm inside my fucking house and I don't need to wear a profit hat in my house. But, if I did, for years, I was wearing seven and five eighths hats, and okay. it's the circumference. It's a measurement. It's like yep, I know, you know, it's not like small, have, medium, I large. Have, I have a, a Dodger one. Yeah, but I have, and I was able to use the the Blue Jay Canada Day hats as an example. I have the old version, and I have the newer version, and the older version at seven and five eighths wears tighter than the current seven and a yes. half. Yes, you know what? Thank you for saying that because. That I have the same issue. So yes. I, when I went to, I think I had the seven and five eights that I wear. Mm-hmm. No, seven and a half. You said seven five eights. I think a, seven I and think, five eights was the old sizing. Seven and a half is the current sizing. Okay. No. So I have I have two hats that are the same size. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I have a a uh, like when I went to Dodger Stadium. So that was for my thirtieth birthday. So that was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought a Dodger hat there. Right. Seven and a half size. Yep. And then it was getting kind of it's getting kind of ratty or whatever a little bit. So my wife bought me one for Christmas. She bought me a new Dodger hat. Mm-hmm. Okay. Same size. Mm-hmm. It's bigger than the old one. Yeah, it is. Like uh, here's the thing: since 
I, I think topic wise, I, I I I think we can we can at least get visual evidence of this. And I and I and I have the I have the things right within arm's reach. I can go grab it. But um, is there anything else topic wise? No, gonna... we can, let's finish off on this. Let, I feel this let, is let's a solve the sizing thing. of the hats because okay. new era, you got you got things to answer. Exactly. I would like to know this now that I like I was like okay maybe it's just me, but now that I know it's not just me. No, no. It, your general life answers, is a halluc- answers are demanded. Yeah, your general life is like a matrix hallucination. But this, this is real, Dave. Okay, this was real. Okay. So let me show you. So for those of you, if this ever gets put on audio, Carlos is now going to get the hats to show us for comparison purposes. So just in case, but you also get a nice view of Carlos's office as well. All right, now Carlos is back with the hats. Plugging in the headphones. All right, Carlos. All right. What do you got for us? Through the power of editing, I definitely didn't get up. So oh, it's okay. I, I narrated the whole thing. Beautiful. Even better. Okay, so here's the newer version. This is okay. the Canada Day So this hat. is the Canada Jays hat this with is the Maple the new, Leaf. This is the newer version. With a um, Maple Leaf in the front. Yeah, so good old new era. Again, same manufacturer. So let's Okay. Says seven and a half. Now here's the key. Yes, it does say seven and a half. Can you read the part underneath? So it says it's fifty. I think it says fifty nine point six centimeters. Fifty nine point six centimeters. So fifty nine point six centimeters is helpful because it's even more precise. It gives us down to it, yes. it gives us it gives us a measurement that goes down to you know point, you know a tenth of a centimeter. So it's really like very narrow band. So when I this is the new one, no problem. My hair is growing out a little bit, but it's 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 snug, but it's not tight. It's fine. Okay, that's what so, you want though. You want a snug but not tight fit. That's a seven and a half in the new size. Okay. New. This one is the older edition of the Canada Day. So I don't know if you remember right. this. Yeah. It's, older yeah, logo. I, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So again, red, but it's got a different logo and got the Canadian flag on it. Okay. It reads as seven and five eighths, but 60.6 centimeters. Yeah. 60.6, which is bigger. Yeah. It's bigger. Damn thing is uber tight. It's definitely tighter, without a question and without a doubt. That's this is yeah. the bigger size. It's like the I, I joked with it on the live stream when I was explaining to somebody. It's like this is like the reverse Doctor Who phone booth. It's like it's like the bigger one is smaller. Yeah, I don't get it, man. Like it doesn't actually. I go after. Obviously, I can't do it right because both mine say seven and a half. So it's the same. That is the same. Now I have one mine. theory. This is the. But only I do have to I check got. what the centimeter size say. Yeah, this is the only theory I have. I'm wondering if, because I know that at some point they changed the fabric that they use, but that shouldn't change the size. That shouldn't change the circumference. The circumference no, is the, the circumference, circumference is yeah exactly. Yeah. So now I think these are more wool. Like this is like a softer material, where this is more like like a polyester. I don't so know, it man. is a different material, but um, again, and obviously one is older and and whatnot. No, but I'm saying like it is a different material. Like you yeah. can feel it's, it's okay. totally a different material. But again, it's the same manufacturer. It's the same. It's the 5950 like um, branding mm-hmm. uh, for New Era. Same people, same company. Um, but the thing is, you can't change circumference. That's a measurement. That's weird. That's like your waist size, right? Like, <laughs> Something's like, going on there, man. Yeah, it's like you're wearing size, you know, 32 pants before, but in this other brand, it's size 35. It's but, like, but you know what? I have size. that too, right? I, I was actually saying that to to my mom in a conversation the other day. I have pairs, like pairs of pants that are the same, like market measurements, and they they fit totally different. <laughs> That's a serious problem. That's a manufacturing problem. But right? the thing is, it's not the only hat I've had because now for the new ones, I have to get seven and a half. Hmm. If I get seven and five eighths, the damn thing would fall right off my head with the first the first sign of a gust. Interesting. So I can't have that. It's not going to work. I don't know. And th- that's why at least I was able to use an apples to apples with a similar style cap for the same team. Something's going on, man. It's a conspiracy, Dave. It's a conspiracy. It's them. Them. Hmm. Very sketchy, Carlos. These are these are the things. Like I said, to this day, the hot dog thing plagued Aristotle, and people are like, "Why did Plato go? Why did Plato take the hemlock? Why did he just excommunicate himself from Athens?" It's because he was thinking about the cat thing. It's like they didn't have guys. I don't know what to tell you if these Greek philosophers were, were struggling with. They didn't even know what they were struggling with. 
that's why. That's why Plato was like, what? Sorry, not Plato. Socrates. Socrates was the one with the headlock. But uh, but why, why was Socrates struggling? He was trying to figure out the new area of ethic. I understand. I understand. And he was probably sitting there going, the unexamined life is not worth living. Oh, how are we supposed to? There's a little bit of Greek philosophy for you guys. <laughs> I like it. I like, I like how we like, you know, end the show with some Greek philosophy. Hey. Anyway, so there you go. So it is it is our mystery to resolve. I haven't got I'm going to try to resist the urge to get back into the because I'll tell you, the profit hap game, it's expensive shit. Yes. Th- these things are like forty, like forty five bucks now. Yes, they are. Good lord. I love the hats, but geez. It's true, man. It's a no go for me. But anyway, so that'll be it for us this time around. Uh we got just about an hour, so there you go. We did it. We yeah. <laughs> We got to the end. Yeah, listen. Sometimes, sometimes you got something. Sometimes you got nothing. But you know what? You learned some facts. You learned there is a conspiracy somewhere about New Era and their hat sizes. Mm-hmm. Something's going on there. Something fishy, mm-hmm. right? You learned about that guy. What's his name? The pitcher that pitched twelve innings of perfect game. Harvey Haddix. You learned about Harvey Haddix, who pitched twelve innings of a perfect game and still lost in the thirteenth inning. In the 13th inning, and lost, you know, lost to no hitter, lost a perfect game, lost to no hitter, lost a shutout, lost the win. Yep. All those things. Which sucks. Big time. Yep. You got a little more sports card knowledge, which is always key. And in keeping consistent, Carlos still managed to give you some Tom Brady hate. As I do. And we even got some Mbappe. Come on, bonus Mbappe. Bonus Mbappe. I love it. Yeah. I've decided, I've decided that's going to be the title. It's going to piss somebody off. It's like, they talked about Mbappe for one minute. Yes. It is now bonus Mbappe. Is the name Don't you feel that that is kind of the, that's kind of what a bonus is though. It's a little bit extra, right? So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Worst bonus ever. <laughs> Maybe, but it's still, it's, you know, you, t- I mean, look, if you're watching, if you're watching a podcast, cause I'm going to say watching because, mm. you know, I think the last episode that actually went on audio was 82. Okay, look, I swear by all that is holy, and I am not a religious man. I swear by all that is holy, I will put the fucking audio version of this one off. All the ones in between, forget it. They didn't happen. Don't worry about it. It's new math. We're skipping straight to 90. That's it. All right. But, but you know, but right? I, I, sorry, I lost my train of thought. I mean, what's, what's what was I saying? What did well, you say right before you were going to put the audio on? Well, right before that, you were saying is you literally were saying is like, ah, you guys are watching what you're watching in right. this podcast. So, so you're listening to a podcast called Unnecessary Nonsense, right? If you expect to get things, everything to be necessary, you're clearly in the wrong place. I don't think there's one damn thing we said that was necessary. Is there ever? I'm sure. Well, no, the Tom Brady hate is necessary. Okay, that is super necessary. Like the people need to know, Dave. All right, the people need to know. Also, I, I, if on a plug, if people would like to check out the Because I'm Carlos podcast, which is a podcast uh, audio recording like of a visual medium like this that Carlos does from his hobby chats, mm. uh, you know what? He goes into some very solid, solid arguments, and I can't remember which episode it is. So, so just listen to them all. If you're looking, uh, if you're looking he's talking about Tom Brady multiple times and how Tom Brady isn't the goat multiple times, there is some solid. You know, it's not just Carlos hating. He comes. He comes back with facts and statistics and a real argument. So if you, I will, actually, I will you also know, say, I will also say, there. in a more recent episode, um, there was somebody in the chat who really got upset about it. And as soon as they got upset about it, I was like, oh yes, yeah. You talk, we talked about that last week, man. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that was in a more recent episode where if somebody gets legitimately upset, then it's straight hating. <laughs> that point it's straight. Yeah, then he's just having fun. But I mean, honestly, yeah. right? Like Carlos does walk the walk or talk to talk. I, you know, he yeah. he does his thing with this. Yeah. Right. So if you if you want more of that, check out the Because I'm Carlos podcast. Yes. Or yes. tune into the live stream. The li- no, the li- I would say yes. I put the audio version in for the benefit of folks. The the live stream, uh, the live stream with the visual aspects added to it is a thousand times better. You really do get the full experience. However, it is long, so I get that. It's easier to download. I, I, I fully acknowledge it's easier to download and easier to do it. And I do try to clean up the audio for folks to make it a little better. One thing I may do, and I'm not going to commit to it yet. One thing I may do in the next couple of months, once I get, I got to get caught up. 
on the old episodes. But once I get caught up in the old episodes, I may start do creating some content specifically for the audio feed. Ooh. Yeah. I may also do the video with it as well, but it may be a thing where I'll, because those have been live stream archives. That's where it's been strictly a live stream archive. I may include some real, like, um, I'll do a video that's done like this in this setup, but then take the audio straight from it and go, here you go. This is me talking for 20 minutes or whatever it is about whatever topic, but then you get it on the live on, on the podcast feed as well. Solid. So then it's at least audio, it's at least audio friendly because if I'm showing you something, it's not so audio friendly. Unless I and also know that if you're listening, Carlos would also welcome sponsorship on that podcast. Hashtag sponsor us. Well, at least I will say, I will say, at least with that one, when I do the live streams, the super chats are active. This is true. Do you know what super chat is though? No. Okay. I, so, I thought it was just a chat. So there's something in addition to the regular chat. Super chat is where people can actually can actually donate money. And that has happened. Nice. Yes. Yes. Not not like a ton, but it's but it's happened a couple of times where it's made. Is it? I've gotten three. I've gotten. I think I got like six or seven dollars on one on one live stream. Nice. It's like I'll take it. Hey, I'm not complaining. You know, I'll take it. Exactly. It's all good. Y'all right. want to donate? You know, hashtag pay me. There you go. This podcast hashtag sponsor us. That podcast hashtag pay me. Correct. I like it, Carlos. I think it's fair. Anyway, so I think that leaves it for us. We'll uh, we'll we'll come up with something elaborate. I'll, we'll do a deep, thorough analysis on all the bats of Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and uh, correct his form. There you go. Maybe, I or maybe not. Probably not. But we'll do something. We'll come up with something. Um, we'll make a justification for the Dodgers. Maybe we'll start making fun of Trevor Bauer. Maybe that'll become a regular segment on the show. Who knows? That'd be all right. Yeah, I can live with it. It's good either way. But anyway, so that'll be it for us. Episode ninety. We are. Creeping ever closer to 100 episodes. It's a big deal. Maybe not for a lot of people, but for some people. I'm just, I, by, that, by that point, though, I feel like for the 100th episode, I think, Dave, we are ready to tell people to watch the fucking episode. <laughs> Be like, watch it. Yes. Like at that point, for God's sake, you know, 100. It's like, that, it's like you should just have like a viewing party. Like tell your family, like, watch it. Maybe we'll do it live. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, so that's it for us. Enough silliness. We'll move on. Have yourselves a good day. Good night. Wherever you are. Whatever time it is. And we'll catch you on the next episode of the Unnecessary Nonsense Podcast. <laughs>